Because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, your host and guide through our rewatch journey, where we are rewatching, recapping, and reacting to past seasons of Survivor uh, live right here on the pod. Today, we are on episode five of Survivor's 16th installment, Micronesia, or Fans vs. Favorites, whichever subtitle you prefer. Uh, and the episode that we will be discussing in great detail today is titled He's a Ball of Goo. Um, this, of course, can only refer to your friend and mine, Chet, Sir Cheddington V, if you will. Um, but before we get deep into this episode, whether you're joining us as a part of your own rewatch, your first uh, tackling of this series or a reminiscence on seasons past, it's time that you get to know the rest of the Outwatch crew who is watching this season for the very first time. So first, Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thanks for having me. Um, this episode is a, a very good one, and it is all capped off, in my opinion, by this epic back and forth between Jonathan Penner and none other than Jeff Probst at an immunity challenge. We'll play the full clip in its entirety here later, but uh, genuinely one of the funniest things that happens in Survivor, by my estimation. And so this got me thinking back on the seasons that we've watched. Um, Emily, what moment do you consider to be the funniest that it can't help but, you know, bring a, a chuckle out of you? Uh, two, two answers for me. The first one is when... Rupert says, I didn't know they made such an animal. Of course. Because I say that all the time <laughs> on this podcast and in my personal life. <laughs> um, and then the other one, and you all have to help me remember who this was, but somebody, Jeff said somebody's name to them. He was like, Emily. And they were like, Jeff. <laughs> and it was like, do you remember this? Was this Hannah in Millennials vs. Gen X? It might have. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. it was. Like Jeff's like Hannah and Hannah's just like, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a little unexpected because like people don't do that. Yeah, yeah, I liked that. That was funny. Yeah, Hannah's great. I didn't know they made such an animal. There it is. <laughs> Scott, welcome to Outwatch. Hello. Top humorous moments for you, Scott. There's been so many. Um, I think I'll say this one because I literally quoted it the other day. It was um, Sandra yelling at um, Johnny Fairplay that I can get loud too. What the? You know what? I can get loud too. What the? <laughs> I can't. I can't remember the context with which I said this. But <laughs> my wife was there and she just kind of stared at me and didn't know what I was talking. About. <laughs> I can get loud too. And that was all that mattered. <laughs> oh, Sandra, the queen. Uh, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. So good to be here. Best humorous moment that we've seen so far. 
Oh man, I so I I, I would have to go. I'm kind of torn between two choices because there's so many. I'm sure there's another one that like probably tops it. But um, one Rupert one that always got me is the smoking, drinking, mm-hmm. getting some honey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you want that? You want me to hit you with that one? I, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> Talk about getting some honey or smoking something, drinking something. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like anytime an older person says something like that or like when Penner says they is his teammates only care about getting faded yes like, yes faded. so good um <laughs> the two of them are two the, peas in a pod in that in that the sense. other the other more more challenge specific one i guess is i think it was survivor china and i don't remember their name but one of the guys got like it was like it was the one where they have to like push each other off the like pirate ship thing and one of the guys gets naked and just, yeah. just like, it's weird. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, first let me hit you with this. Get faded. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, this was Jeff's comment on Danger Dave getting nude right. in this challenge. This is odd. <laughs> this is odd. <laughs> I was um I was reminded oh man I need to find it I need to fact check this hold on searching um this is just great great pod audio um okay danger dave this is <laughs> this is not a season we've watched nor will we ever watch danger dave weird ass dude on survivor samoa uh, is like performing well in a throwing based competition. And someone asks him, uh, Danger Dave, is baseball your sport? He says, Making love is my sport. And they ask, How often do you play? And he says, Not often enough. <laughs> um, Danger Dave, everyone. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Um, Folks listening at home, uh, if you're listening on Spotify, you know, there's those fancy polls. You can vote or add in your own uh, notes here. Funniest survivor moment. I also impartial to Lord. I mean, Jeff, Um, I mentioned this one a lot because it's just so good. Survivor Philippines. uh, Another great one. So today we're talking about the fifth episode of Survivor Micronesia. He's a ball of goo. Joel says that about our friend Chet. Um, what do you say we get things started by taking a trip down to tree mail and walking through what happens in this episode? Let's do it. Let's go. This one starts with Jason being bummed about the state of his tribe. The favorites or the fans rather are falling apart. Uh, meanwhile, on the favorites beach, they do kill Charlie the chicken um, and they eat Charlie. Uh, maybe we'll power rank survivor animals later. Le- uh, Ozzy then tells James and Amanda and Parvati about his idol. So that group of four all is in the know about Ozzy's idol at this point. And then we've got a tribe swap. Uh, Natalie and Ozzy are team captains choosing from uh, opposite tribes, respectively, kind of go in a back and forth situation. We'll recount where the new tribes land here later on. We've got a reward challenge. It's a steeplechase sort of situation. This is... um, orange wins but the damage is done across the board um pardon me parv penner chet and amy all get busted up pretty good in this one 
Um, Penner gets a puncture in the knee. Uh, Parvati gets a fat lip. Chet is dragged around like a sack of potatoes. It's bad news. Um, back at the Orange Tribe, the tide washes away their fire. Um, if Rupert was there, that would never have happened. Penner's knee is getting worse. He has to get stitches. Survivor Medical comes in and he gets stitched up. Lots of really tight, unnecessary footage of the hole in Jonathan Penner's knee. No need for that. Just notes here, CBS, if you're listening. Um, and then meanwhile, Joel and Ozzy and Eric kind of sum it up to talk game. Favorites finally help the Orange Tribe get a camp, camp set up. Um, and while they're struggling to get that camp set up, back on the purple side of things, Amanda catches a shark. That's a thing that happens. It's more like a shark gets entangled in a net and Amanda retrieves it, but a shark nonetheless. At the immunity challenge, uh, we've got rock throwing and then a puzzle. This is the iconic immunity challenge. It's one of the best challenges ever, in my estimation, by what happens here. But ultimately, the Orange Tribe wins. Um, and the Purple Tribe is headed to Tribal. Um, Eric is telling Sari and Amanda that they want to get rid of Chet. And then Sari, feeling threatened as another person who's maybe not the strongest physically, wants to turn things back on Joel instead of Chet being the target. And she is successful in doing so as Joel is blindsided here by votes of six to two. Only Eric votes alongside with him. And back to back, Mikey and Joel go down here in the early stages of this season. Um, Emily, Joel was on your tribe. Definitely one of, if not the most visible fans in this early stage of the game, but he goes out here on episode five. Um, what did you make of his game and what ultimately went wrong for him? Uh, yeah, I think he was definitely a physical player and he came out kind of as a leader, but I don't think his leadership style was conducive to survivor because he was very, as we've discussed, focused on staying in power without thinking so strategically about his decisions. It was more of just like removing threats to him personally. Uh, and I think that clouded his judgment. Um, I guess threats to him personally, I think of like Mikey, right. but also just like the vendetta he had against Chet. He just didn't like Chet. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think he was playing very strategically. I think he kind of was an emotional player. Yeah. Yeah. And he had that like mindset that was unflinching of like, we have to keep the strong people and win challenges. Right. But then yeah. he got yeah. talked out of it to vote out Mikey. Right. Um, but then like mm -hmm. went right back to him. Yeah, you're right. I, I think that was a good estimation that like, ultimately it was, what am I going to, who is, uh, poses the biggest threat to me in this moment? Um, I mean, so a lot of stuff happens this episode. We've got a tribe swap. Um, we've got the crazy reward and immunity challenge. Um, we've got Joel, one of the big players getting blindsided. Let's start out, um, from the top here. What was the moment from this challenge that really stuck out to you that we cannot bury in the podcast? Scott, what do you, what do you think? What really jumped out? 
from this episode for you? Um, we're talking about the immunity challenge. Just the whole episode. The whole episode. Okay, we're not talking about challenges. We're talking about the whole episode. Yeah, like what? What okay. in this episode? <laughs> Sorry, <I'm laughs> warrants discussion. <laughs> Sorry. You know how normally when we do this podcast, the first question we get is. <laughs> it's been a. There's a. It's been a. It's been a. It's been a day. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the big thing from this episode that like struck me, um, and ultimately it's kind of about it's basically Joel. Um, during the challenge, like he kept overcorrecting Chet during mm. the challenge. Chet's like trying to do his thing with the puzzle, you know, collar router, and um, Joel keeps like checking him at every turn. Yeah, which ultimately leads to their loss. Um, so I was just that really struck me. Um during that whole I think it was the immunity challenge mm-hmm. um, so I in my head I was thinking like you know he might he might survive this one but I could tell that he was going to rub people the wrong way because his actions were being very public at that point right um, and yeah so that was like the big thing for me for this episode just like the whole like that whole deal in the challenge and then how Suri was able to take it and flip it um, and how Chet was able to survive another episode because yeah. of that Chet survives Scott, what did you make of Joel and Chet's interaction in the reward challenge in which Joel literally dragged him behind him like as though he was a a plow? Yeah. And he and he yeah. was farming. I just don't know. It's very disrespectful. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, like you know, you're still two humans playing a game at the end of the day. So like you may not win, but like I don't know. To drag him around like that and then just say, get up. Or, you know, to treat him like that, I just thought was really, I don't know. Yeah. It seemed very disrespectful, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, not a, not a good look for Joel as he, as yeah. he drags another man behind him like this. Yeah, very, <laughs> I don't know, just very immature, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, continuing the trend, though, of um, summer camp-based challenges, like, that could totally, I could totally see that as like a summer camp game. All right, you're tied together. You've got to capture the other people. Maybe less like um, things to jump over and like impale yourself on, but um, same idea. Uh, Adam, what yeah, really jumped do- out to you from this episode? Um, so, yeah, one, I, I want to comment on the summer camp thing because that absolutely that feels like something I was a program director for summer camp for a yeah. minute. And like that feels like something I would have done in RB. It would have been like <laughs> saw it or uh, uh, straw bales or something. But, yeah. Like, yeah. I was saying, would you leave? Would you leave a gigantic spear stick sticking out to impale someone's knee on? I might, depending on how the kids were that week. Just, you know, uh, <laughs> There's a reason I'm no longer a program coordinator. <laughs> no, I think that uh, two things really jumped out at me at this episode. One, just the continuation of the Joel saga. I think we kind of get his like full villainous conversion. Like there's sort of a there's sort of a quality to Joel up until this point that just he just kind of seems more dumb than anything. Like he's clearly thinking about the game, but he's also really easily manipulated and can't put aside a lot of personal things to like really excel in the game. Um, but this one, he, this episode, he really comes across as the villain, like a villains. Cause yeah, like Chet's Chet's another human being. Like I understand a million dollars is on the line for people here, but at the same time, 
I I just yeah I, I I hated I hated seeing how he was in the challenge. I hated hearing Joel talk about Chet, even though I agree he needed to be voted off. It's just it was hard. It makes it really hard to like root against Joel, even though I thought that Chet was kind of the correct decision. Sure, like he he, he puts he may, he puts me in a position of like the objective viewer saying like yeah no Chet should really go, but I really hope it's Joel. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is, I think we see more of Suri. I am like really upset that I didn't like fight more for Suri because damn, she is yeah. good at this game. Yeah, she is. She, she, and this is like so many people play this game and they have a sort of mentality of it's not me, so it's fine. And Suri has such like a long vision of the game of yeah. seeing they're after weak people. I know I'm included in one of the weak people, so I need to stop this here. I don't need to stop this later on when it's closer to me. I need to stop it here. Yeah. It's such an interesting moment for her as like watching her as a competitor in this yeah. game. I yeah. just, I love it. Yeah. Suri's great. We get a lot of out of her this episode, really wheeling and dealing to move things on to Joel like this. Um, as you were talking about that, it, I, it made me think like to this point, it's almost like we get Suri, you know, compare Suri to an Adam Klein who also is super down the road focused, um, trying to make like difficult moves. It's almost like she plays as a more like um, socially and like strong and more measured yeah. Adam Klein, right? Like, yeah, whereas, well, I, I think yeah. that I think that she's like, when she decides that she's going to make a move, she makes the move. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Adam was still kind of like, well, there might be a better one still. There might be a better one still. So he never like had that full commitment. It's a good point. This is the move I'm making. Like, whereas Suri is like, no, this is, this is the best move for me. Yeah. Long-term and right now. And I'm going to make that move. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I really enjoy watching her. We see, I want to go back and watch her season because I'm so interested in Uh like, her it's, as a player it's not a terrible season it's not a great one but it's not a terrible one so um yeah we see a lot of like her the way that she like talks to and convinces people of things like left and right right is like her superpower is that um ability to persuade mm-hmm. emily what about you what really stuck out from this episode yeah i absolutely hated the reward challenge like, yeah. I think I've said before Bad. on the pod that I just can't, I do not like the challenges where people are just getting beat up or where they're like wrestling each other and yeah. all getting hurt. And this one was just so bad. And it's interesting because we've seen some challenges where they start it and you just know, you're like, oh, this is going to be brutal. And this one, I also, I didn't quite understand all of the different barriers that they had to run through. So I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And then they started. And if you haven't seen the episode, the barriers look like, how would you even describe this? Like, like sticks tied together. Yeah, yeah, they're sticks tied Pointy together. Sticks. They kind of so, reminded yeah. me of the things that like horses have to jump over. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. And they were just very rudimentary, and so people were well, like dashing around them, and they were going through them and under them, and, and you're tied together. So it's, it's also in the woods. So like if they had right. done yeah. this on a beach, yeah, I feel like even that true. would have been better. But yeah. they did it in a they place in where. I mean, the ground, the, the ground is uneven because of other sticks, because of stumps, yeah. because of brush. Like there, there's so many other things here. That's not just the barriers that were put up by them. And yeah. I, I genuinely feel like if they had done this on the beach, it would not have been as brutal. That's as it was. a good point. That would have helped. 
But yeah, it was, I hated watching this because I hated seeing everyone get hurt. And then, yeah, with the Chet and Joel, I don't know why they were picked together. For this to happen, for this moment, yes. Yeah, it was, I I absolutely hated watching that. That was very painful to watch. Yeah, it was tough. Um, So unfortunately that stuck out in my mind. I told Adam too, I was like, the hay bales is a good point. Mm Because I was like, they could have, if they wanted barriers, they could have done it with something even just like things that they didn't have to jump through, but kind of like a maze almost like even yeah. that maybe would have been better or on the beach. That's a good point. So but yeah. turnstiles or something. Yeah, like there, like, there's a number of things that you could do that doesn't result in this. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was, I hated even, that. even doing it on the beach. Um, like they did, they wouldn't be able to run quite as fast. So like, right. like that's true. That, yeah. That would add another element true. to it. Yeah. Well, and any diving under barriers, you're doing it in sand. Like right. it just it makes yeah. like why this was done in the woods is beyond me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who's asking for this back in whatever, two thousand seven. Like who wants to see, you know, normal people getting beat up like this? Yeah. Well, and I, I'm also really curious. So recently I learned about the Survivor Dream Team yeah. listeners, which is the group of people who are like the body doubles for the competitors and they run through the challenges first to yep. find out like what happened. Did no one get hurt on the dream team when this happened? Like apparently yeah. when the dream team played this, it was fine. So like what is so different when the survivors played it? It just I don't know. There's something about this that just felt really wrong on a number of levels to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if like there's a level of subconscious measuring that people who aren't in a like game on TV are doing when they're doing this sort of thing. Whereas, you know, if there's cameras on and you're playing in a game for a million dollars, you throw caution to the wind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Conversely, however, the immunity challenge is exceptional um, and it's pretty much exclusively because so here, let me set up the scene for you. The first part of this challenge, you have to throw rocks at these like tiles. Okay. And when the tiles break, they fall to the ground and they're, they're like suspended by a rope, except sometimes if you hit the tiles such that they break, but they don't fully collapse um, out of the rope hanging structure, it doesn't count. It has to fall all the way down. And so Jonathan's orange tribe, um, a number of times in a row here, hits a tile, but it doesn't break. And um, this this really frustrates um, Jonathan Penner to the point where he is accusing the challenge of being rigged, openly complaining, uh, drawing the ire of Jeff himself. Um, I've got this whole kind of scene queued up for us here to listen to um, because it's, it's yeah, it, it's really something else. Here we go. Drops the fourth tile for my call. Bull, we say bull, bull, bull. Penner, you got the same tiles, the same ropes. I'm glad on that. You gotta unpack. Yeah, let, let me unpack. Right there, it's right there. Put that one in there. I mean, my ass. <laughs> what? All right, you need to stop bitching and start throwing. Just hitting him as hard as we can, Jeff. <laughs> I love the extra the extra bit of foley that they put on top of when when Penner throws it and it hits the thing but it doesn't break. There's like a a way too loud like ping, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which 
<laughs> which leads to the the infant uh, infamous comment of I mean my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, the first time that um, it it hits and doesn't break, we get this. Oh, that sucks! Come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. And like, man, the to get to normally right, it's Jeff commenting, which frustrates the players, and yeah. the players sometimes audibly get frustrated. And last last season that we watched with Jonathan Penner, it works in that direction, like. Penner gets frustrated and like tells Jeff to shut up and and Jeff's like, oh, Penner getting frustrated with me. And uh, Penner has successfully turned it back around on Jeff, where he has is now heckling Jeff to the point where he has to stop his own commentary (laughs) and assure and assure Penner that this game is not rigged. It's just too good. It's it really is. It's it's just it's perfect. I think there's also something about. I we haven't. I mean, is this the first returning? This is the first returning season we've seen. Yes. Uh huh. So like, there's there's something very unique about the way the returning players interact with Jeff. Yeah. And like the show in general, because they've been through it and they have an idea of what the producers are wanting and like things like that. But like just that that rapport that they have with Jeff in this is so great. And I, I just, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, and like the Penner Jeff relationship is so, so good too, because like you kind of get the sense that they like maybe would be buddies in real life too, but like annoy each other, you know, yeah. there's this, this mutual respect here. Um, let's talk about the tribe swap. So this happens, this episode fans versus favorites are no more. We get a schoolyard pick them style swap. The catch being that when a fan is selecting, they have to choose from the favorites tribe and vice versa. So let me run through these new tribes here. Um, and we can go through some of the highlights of the tribe swap. The new orange tribe or um, IRI is Natalie, Jason, James, Parv, Alexis, Kathy, Jonathan, and Eliza. And the new t- purple slash Molokal tribe is Ozzy, Amy, Joel, Tracy, Amanda, Sari, Eric, and Chet. Um, first, there's there's some good um, moments from this uh, this swap as well. Um, I've got a small list here. My favorite was that Ozzy. Um, very confidently points at Joel for the first pick and says. Troy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jeff's like, I'm sorry, who? Uh, a Troy. It's like, that's Joel, my guy. <laughs> um, when Penner's selected, he falls in a hole and is like, oh, are you sure? Um, this one's a little self-referential, which I appreciate, is that it, Jason selected, quote, poverty. Um, and Jeff commented on how it's hard for him to say the name too, which we also have commented on how Jeff has a hard time saying parvity. <laughs> so I found that to be funny. Um, did any of these selections here surprise you? The, the way that these tribes kind of came together and the way that the, the pick structure panned out, ultimately Eliza ends up being 
um, the last pick. Um, I believe it is it Kathy or Chet who goes last from the fans. Chet. Chet. Yeah. Do, does any of the um, the leftover uh, last picks surprise you, Adam? Anything with how the the draft went that was interesting to you? Uh, I think. I, I think I, I at first I was kind of against the schoolyard pick and then I realized that it was going to be you have to pick someone from the opposite tribe as you and it just went like that. So I kind of enjoyed that aspect of these. Um, I think you wind up do really mixed up in like how the tribes are going to perform. Um, I completely unsurprised that Chet was the last one uh, to be sent to a tribe, not even picked by a tribe. Um, I think it's a little sus that Ozzy, Suri, and Amy all wound up on the same tribe and they all happen to be on Amy or on uh, Emily's tribe um, mm. in our uh, 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 fantasy thing. I'm just saying maybe <laughs> someone watched ahead. Whoa. I didn't even know that until this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I definitely think that I mean after after watching I at first I was like these look pretty even in general. After watching the two competitions, I definitely feel like Orange has an edge here in terms of like physical mental ability. Right. Um but we also haven't seen anything about like how Orange is uh behaving around camp beyond the favorites being like, what have you guys been doing? This is all right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting too. like you get uh, James and Parvati stick together on one side and Ozzy and Amanda stick together on the other side. Yeah, that was interesting. And so now they're obviously split from each other, but each little kind of sub couple um, gets to play it out, at least to this point. Scott, did anything from these new tribes divisions stick out to you? Um, I know it was like completely luck of the draw, but I thought it was interesting that Nat, Natalie, mm-hmm. Natalie, she got to be like a team captain because it kind of, I don't know, we haven't really seen much from her. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, kind of cool to see her kind of thrust into the game, so to speak. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. I just always think, I thought it was cool because you could tell that like the, the fans like on their respective tribes were like, you could tell that they thought it was cool or at least like how like it was a really a big plus to them that they had the favorites with them all of a sudden. Yeah. And I think we saw like heard Alexis say like, oh, my God, I know this sucks for you guys having to come to our camp, but really glad you're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And like what a big like just having that experience is like how helpful it was to them and like moving their shelter and all this right. Kind of stuff. Right. Um, I thought that was really cool. Mm hmm. Yeah, they couldn't get a shelter together in however many days it's been. And they like the favorites got there and um, put it together in just a couple. Yeah. Well, and their fire was like being washed out by the ocean. Right. Yeah, I had some I had yeah. some comments and questions about both yes, those please. things. First of all, how did their fire how does that never happen to their fire before? Like was this just the <laughs> highest tide that they'd ever experienced? Like was Oh my gosh, this has never happened before, guys. This is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that How was embarrassing. <laughs> you you can see where the high water is on the beach. Yeah. Like you know that like it's right next to it. At the very least, you should move it. Like we yeah, have that was we have not been through a full moon cycle yet. So <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we have. I don't know. <laughs> Mercury has not no. yet been in retrograde this season. <laughs> exactly. 
So that was weird to me. And then the other thing, I think the first thought I had when they were showing everybody like actually putting together a good shelter and they were having the voiceovers from the fans and they're like, Oh my gosh, the favorites are amazing. They just work so hard and so quickly. And they just like pulled this together. I was like, I think this, every time you see a tribe, like totally just fail at like putting together a good shelter. Cause it's because they're bickering Mm -hmm. and they're figuring out who's in charge. And with the favorites, they were all deferential to them. Yeah. And the favorites did have the experience, but I think it was both of those things. Yeah. The fans were just like, okay, we'll do what you say. Whereas the first time everyone was mad at each other and they ended up making two bad shelters. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, the, the orange tribe, I, I, I have such a bad time remembering tribe names. I, is orange. Molokal is purple, um, has the early advantage here. Uh, we also got a scene where Chet tells us a lot about chickens. Chet apparently is, knows a lot about chickens. Um, Scott, as our resident Chet stan. What did you enjoy this scene with Chet and his chickens? I didn't not enjoy it. (laughs) Um, I'll just say this. He was making that point and he kind of like connected it to the game of Survivor. But I don't know if he fully like (laughs) realized the metaphor, like the (laughs) connection he was making. Yeah. Like, because he is clearly the right. Chick, like the chicken that they are pecking at. It's you, Chet. <laughs> the metaphor is about you. Yeah, but I, I don't know. He was he was like this close. He was so close. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that's what pecking order meant. That chickens pecked people in order. They pecked down. What do you know? And what if we as humans did that? That'd be weird. It would be weird. Who here would Literally. be the lowest on the pecking order? <laughs> <laughs> Scott raises his hand. <laughs> um, quick poll: Did anybody was anybody wanting the sh- the surgical shots of Penner's leg no. being worked on? No, I was no, fine. With absolutely it. not. Okay, Scott. <laughs> the, the medical professional was fine with it. Everyone else did. Right, right. Scott, based yeah. on your your knowledge, do you think that um, oh, what what's her name, Doctor? Dr. Jessica, do you think Dr. Jessica did a good job of um, cleaning the wound and, and stitching up Penner's leg? I'm going to go with yeah. Um, <laughs> this is definitely something that's not in my scope of practice. Um, how, so how, 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 like, how could you, how well could you do this? Like, let's say you and I are in the woods. Right. I impale my thigh <laughs> and you're, you're the only one there. Like, how close do you think you could replicate this? Well. She has. Imagine like you have all stuff. the you have all the right, materials. Right, right. You have all the materials. I, I, I reckon. Um, I, yeah, yeah. Let's say you you have a full medical kit. Like you have the the stuff to clean it out. You have the stuff to yeah. do the stitches. I like to think that I could do okay. I could be flush, like flushing the wound, cleaning it up, wrapping it up, like basic first aid. Like I could do for you. <laughs> could you stitch but, it up? Could I what? Could you stitch it up? Uh, I could not, no. Mm. <laughs> so we would probably, we'd probably call in a real medical doctor for that. <laughs> well, we're stuck on a mountain, Scott. 
So it's, you either stitch me up or I die. Those are the two choices. Imagine, gonna... imagine you're in the pilot of Lost. Your We're plane gonna... just crashed, and all you've We're got just... is a small airport airplane bottle of vodka and a needle and thread. And you've got to sti- and you've got to stitch up Jack Shepard's back. Can you do it? I don't want to be put in that position. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kate could do it. So how yeah. how how long? Let's say that like you're 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 in a you're in a position where someone's like, "Is there a doctor here? We need a doctor now, or this person's going to die." How how long do you wait before you're like, "I I might be able to do something"? <laughs> I'm going to wait at least a solid like. 30 seconds. Okay. I was going to say, would you, would you volunteer before or after Adam? <laughs> before who? Adam. Oh, I don't know. Adam's pretty confident. That's what I'm saying. Adam's like, you know, I've roasted some coffee before. I think I can handle this. <laughs> I'm a doctor of psychology. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, okay, we're pretty much in agreement. We don't need the tight shots of Penner's leg hole. Thank you, no. CBS. Without warning, this that is the thing. Yeah. There was no warning that this was going to yeah, happen. I had they were just stitching feelings. up his skin. It wasn't that bad. Well, and I was like, okay, so it's helpful to see what he's dealing with because it obviously became a very important part of the story here sure. of the game. It's not a story, it's real. Um, <laughs> but The stick was planted. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Um, so I, yeah, it was helpful to see, to understand it, but yeah, it was, there was no warning and there were just, they just kept going back to it. They're yeah. like sh- the shot of the wound. And then they'd go back to Penner's face being like, ouch. And then the shot of the wound, <laughs> I was like, I know what if I were eating right now? Yeah. It was the shot of the flushing that really did it for me. It was like, no, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I that. didn't love that. That's that's true. Like if it had just been them stitching up the wound, I think that's worse for me. I'm gonna be honest. Really, I've done a little work on flushing wounds for <laughs> through fostering animals. Oh, <laughs> so I've been in some gnarly situations like that, but nothing to obviously to this degree. But yeah, it's it's the stitches for me that I pull. Oh, yeah, no, can't needles. Fair. Um, let's move on here. Um, Eric really loves Ozzy. Yeah, he does. (laughs) He does. Uh, Adam, are you hoping to see an Eric Ozzy alliance down the line where young Eric gets to work with his mentor and hero Ozzy? I, I think that a lot of people, I, I, I think that the issue with Ozzy for people like Eric is Eric really wants to beat Ozzy. Ultimately, I think that's like his his ultimate goal. And so I think I, I would love to see a, a team up, you know, like the, the, the most ambitious crossover event of the season. But <laughs> but I think that like for Ozzy's sake, I would be if I were him, I would just be so wary of anyone. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, he's got a he's got a, a real crush on him. No doubt. There's only one Ozzy. Yeah. There is. Um, we'll have to talk here briefly too about Amanda and the shark. So Amanda gets a shark, brings it back to camp. Um, Ozzy says, Hey, it's pretty hot that Amanda caught a shark for someone like me. So this is what Ozzy's into is he's into shark catching. 
Um, do we have any thoughts on this? How, how, oh, I, I have thoughts. I was, can I just make okay. a joke? How, how heavily featured is shark catching on his OnlyFans, do you think? It's a great question. I've not subscribed. Okay. I think you'll have to subscribe to his content to find out. Yeah. Okay, now you can come. <laughs> okay, thanks, Adam. You big, big bully. Thanks anyway. for the permission. Yeah. <laughs> I, my immediate thought when I heard him say that, when he was like, because he said it in a way he was like, it's, it's pretty attractive for someone like me. I yeah. was like, what is that? What, what are you insinuating? Are you really a dolphin? <laughs> is that what we're talking about? That's where I went. I was like, does that mean you're a marine animal? Like, what, what does it mean? <laughs> because I am dolphin boy. Yes. <laughs> I took it quite literally. That's awesome. As a dolphin, I am attracted to sharks, which really? are just buff dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, let's talk about ultimately the, the vote out of Joel here and the decision that was made. So. Suri is the one that kind of swings things here. So you've got Joel and Eric on one side and you've got um, Suri and Tracy on the other. And so then you've got the other people in the middle, I believe, like Alexis. Um, who else? Alexis, Amy, Amanda, Ozzy, not a, not Alexis. Sorry. Basically, Amanda, Ozzy and Amy. Right. Um, Do you think from their perspective as the ones who are kind of in the middle making the decision which way to go, is this a good time to move on Joel? Um, Or do you think that they should have kind of followed the chalk pick here um, and taken out Chet in this tribal council? Scott, what are your thoughts on the strategic decision? I was fine with it. So like, I feel like I don't know. I feel like there's like a sliding scale based on how safe you are. So like in their case, like they have like at least like Amanda and Ozzy, like they're in a good spot ish. Um, so like, you know, you're going to have to take Joel out eventually. So like the opportunity just has arisen itself, like presented itself to you. Like, like you can keep chat and get rid of chat next week. Like, sure. Or next, you know, in a couple of days, but if you can get rid of Joel now, might as well. I was, I was fine with it. Yeah. Do you think there's any any like negative repercussions for the rest of this tribe to vote Joel out at this point? He is a fairly strong person, right? Like physically, um, so like they will likely see a hit from that, in my opinion, uh, moving forward. But you know, I do think there's something to be said for like getting rid of somebody who is a little bit like less of like a social player, less of a seems like less of a team player sure um i think getting rid of that has potential though and it has benefits as well so i don't know we'll see adam do you have thoughts you were squirming in your chair up there no i yeah i I think that's a really interesting point i think when you first asked the question my initial thought was you should get rid of chet you're gonna have the numbers to get rid of joel in the next tribal if you really want to um and Chet is more of a liability uh, right now. But I, I don't know. I think it is a really interesting. I, I think there is a really interesting dynamic of Joel really isn't a good team player for people who aren't like the perfect contributors to the team. Right. So getting rid of Joel does like 
make the argument that they could have a more cohesive tribe, which is always good for people. Yeah. Um, I also think that down the line, Joel is probably going to be a bit more of a threat than Chet ever will be. So like, why really waste your, your potential one opportunity to get rid of him? Getting rid of someone that you can really get rid of whenever. Sure. I, I don't know. This is such a, this, this is this is the challenge. I, it's I don't know how. I don't know how I would make this decision. Yeah, I think that they handled it. I think that Sari handles it really well. I think that Ozzy and Amanda and Amy need to do a better job of working with Sari if they want to work with her. Yeah, I, I think it, more of this decision applies to that. Like who who is who are you really in, a, in an alliance with? Right. You know? Well, one way or another, Joel's gone here. Um, let's take a look at our fantasy scoreboard after this episode. So, Emily, for the second straight week, you'll lose one of your own here. Mikey and Joel, back to back. The Bash Brothers, one after another. It had to happen this way. Um, and that's the Survivor Coconut Tribe, if you remember. Scott's with Tribe Igor. Adam, your tribe name is still a little bit Alexis, but um, Alexis is no longer longer on your tribe. So if that needs to be rethought by you, um, you know. You can call my tribe Knee if you want. Knee? Yeah, yeah. My players are Eric, uh, Eliza, and Natalie, which is N-E-E. Okay, like a nay? No, like a knee. Mm. Like what Penner hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Knee. But there's no... Okay. The K is silent. Did you tell? Yeah, of course. The knee tribe. I have I have no connection with any of the people on my tribe besides Eric. Call me the Scoopers. Let's go with that. The That's scoopers. the one thing I know is that oh, Eric is an ice cream an ice scooper. scooper. <laughs> All right, the Scoopers. Hell's right. Hell Scooper. Hell's Scooper. The Hell Scooper tribe. <laughs> um. Okay, Adam. This episode, your group took home 35 points. Emily, your group took home 50. And Scott, climbing the ranks here with still a full squad, took home 80 points this episode. Um, this one was was named by Joel, so with his dying breath, he does get you a few points, Emily. That takes our totals at this point. In third place with 215 points is Adam's Tribe. In second place with 325 is Scott's Tribe. And leading the way still is Emily's tribe with 340. Adam, you're already a f- over 100 points behind. Oh, I have no hope of winning this. <laughs> I, like, episodes ago, when, when I finally lost Mary, whoever my third one gone was that in was a row, yeah. I was done. Like, there was nothing left to do. What if you've got the final three right there? That would be... <laughs> if Eliza, really Eric, and Natalie are the final three, I will lose my shit. That's just every hell of a season. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> um, let's quickly name some MVPs and GOATs from this episode. Um, is anybody, does anybody have an, um, a thought for this that would like to, to kick us off? Wow. MVP Sari. MV Sari. Yeah. Actually, I agree with that. I think Sari is the MVP for sure. Yep. Um, Goat slash chicken chat. (laughs) 
Call the chicken. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Oh, damn. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know anyone else that I would pick besides chat, and I feel bad for it, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Can we make a case for anyone else here? Um, I think Eric could be an actually an interesting case for uh, the, the participation trophy. Yeah. Um, Can we give it to Joel? Really- he really he he worked to like get rid of Chet and really teamed up with Joel and yeah. like kind of made that whole thing. And he thought he was tight with Ozzy, and you know then he's betrayed and all of that. I think that's an interesting participation trophy. Yeah, yeah. I think Suri gets the easy goats here. Joel and yeah. Eric up for consideration for the goats or for the participation trophy as well. Um, not great showings from them. Suri really does carry the freight though for this episode strategically um i would like to give my goat to jonathan penner for um saying saying these words i mean my ass (laughs) (laughs) worth it yep whoops n dotner is what i said okay um That just about does it here for this episode of Outwatch. Thank you for listening. Next time on Outwatch, we will continue our Survivor Micronesia rewatch with the sixth episode titled It Hit Everyone Pretty Hard, and they're not talking about this episode's reward challenge. Make sure that you're following or subscribed to our podcast feed so you don't miss an episode, and check out our listener support link in the description if you are interested in supporting our show financially. We really appreciate it, and thank you to our supporters who help keep our show running. We will see you next time.